Hello and welcome to the Gym Business Podcast. Welcome to the Gym Business Podcast, where you get insights, tips, tricks, and tactics to open your own gym or grow your existing fitness business in just 10 minutes a day. And now your host, Ben Krimis, founder and CEO of Strong Together Fitness and Achieve 24 Fitness. How's it going? You can tell these are unedited. I uh, give a little sniffle there. Uh, welcome to the show. It's uh, coming at you from New Jersey again. It's 91 degrees out, going into Memorial Day weekend. Um, it's not humid yet. Usually, August time, New Jersey gets pretty humid. Off near the East Coasters on the on the call here, but um, yeah, I kind of want to talk about uh, staffing today. So. Um, got a few friends who own businesses, uh, some gyms, you know, well, mostly gyms, I guess, but uh, a couple of them that own uh, some different types of businesses, and uh, I got a call from one of my buddies today, and uh, just, just give me a call to, you know, say hi, but uh, one of the first things he said is just lost one of his key employees, and uh, it's just a bummer, you know, um, when that happens, I mean, you, you tend to, you know, take on... Um, especially in the beginning when you don't really have systems in place and how you're going to, um, you know, structured on how you're going to get raises and test performance and know you're getting your money out of the employees and things like that. Um, some of those first employees, you know, I don't know where to start. First of all, you got to realize that you're not going to keep your first employees. It's just not going to happen. You know, there's going to be, you're going to change as you're doing business um, for the better and, and want to make changes in the, the structure and policies that are going on and employees can't change with that. You know, they're not going to just be like, Oh, okay, we're going to change. Like, um, the example I used was if you have to, for this business, let's say they have to call, you want your employees to call in a report at the end of the day or email you with pictures and all the stuff that they did, you know, um, let you know everything that went down that day. You know, if you tell that to an employee who's been there for two years, it's going to be like pulling teeth to get them to do that. You know, they'll just always remember that I didn't do this before, so why am I doing this now? I'm just doing all this extra work, you know, and you just see it as more efficiency and, and a better company and more profits and, and things like that. So, um, you know, too many of those get fall in line, um, and then you're just going to, it's not going to work out. You're going to go separate paths because you're going to evolve as a business owner away from an employee-minded person and uh, they'll stay in the employee. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, so just know, you, you know, you're, you're going to lose some of your first employees. But the worst is when you have some that stay for a while and they quit on you, you know. Um, this example was somebody who I can totally relate to. It's, you know, somebody you gave extra money to for insurance. They've been with you for two-plus years. Um, you know, you give them bonuses, vacation time, all this stuff, to the point that, you know, you start throwing, you know, money and gifts and things at them thinking that they would perform better. Um, and maybe they did, you know, um, because of that. But at the end of the day, you gave way more than you would have to anyone else. And uh, they uh, went and canceled on you. Or they quit on you. Sorry, I canceled like a member. But uh, they quit on you. And then you're just left there. You're, you know, it hurts your heart because you tried so much and you cared so much for this person then you generally try to make it so that they can have a career. And at the end of the day, you have to realize that they just see you as a boss. I mean, sure, you guys might go out and get beers together sometimes and, 
you know, you're, you're friendly, your wives are friends and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's, you're just a boss, man. And, and they're going to leave as soon as they get a better opportunity. And, and you don't know what's going on at their home. You know, you might have that relationship with the employee, but at home they're getting yelled at by their mom, dad, husband, boyfriend, uh, wife, whatever, telling them to, you know, make more money, you know, cause as they make more money, they accrue more debt and they get bigger debt and they need to go get better jobs to make more money, pay for all the debt they just got. Like, you know, they're, that's the employee minded, um, mindset. So the other day it, it, it hurts. I'm kind of ranting, but it hurts cause they're leaving you and it's a bummer, you know, and it's going to happen. Just be thick skinned about it. Um, once the dust settles, just pick up the pieces and, and get a good plan. Um, you know, I kind of have this trait about me where when I know that something's going to change, um, like if I know an employee is going to be leaving or if I know, I don't know, just some, some big changes that are in the air, you know, uh, somebody's moving or really the employee, we'll use that example. Like if somebody's leaving, you know, it's going to be a problem with me for whatever, an hour, a day, a half day, maybe two days for key stuff. And then once the solution gets realized in my head, then I, that immediately switches to excitement. And then I want it to be over with so that I can roll out my new programs and roll out the new strategies. And that's kind of how you need to think about it. It's, it's exciting. You know, this is your chance to fix everything that you didn't like before. It's the revamp, the new version that you get to roll out. Like that report that you want at the end of the day with the pictures of everything that came out. Guess what? Your new employee is going to do that. And, uh, and you're going to be all the better for it. And, you know, it's, you're just not going to get anyone to stay with you long term, you know, and that's the thing with millennials, right? Everyone, you know, they, they can't keep their attention anywhere. They want to move on and move on um, and be behind meaning and things like that, which, you know, of course, you'll have, be behind meaning, but um, I'll probably just be moving on uh, after a couple of years. So how do you handle this? Right? That's the problem. So how do you handle this so you don't get, you know, stuck having to go right back to work yourself uh, in the trenches or that you just get fall behind and then you can't make sales and everything just crumbles or, you know, you have your own commitments now because you moved on. So now your commitments just doubled and it's just not possible for you to do all that. Um, you know, my plan is, what I would suggest is, you know, ideally you do this ahead of time, but let's be honest, you're going to learn a lot of things while you're opening your gym or, you know, when you're about to open your gym where you don't really know exactly what you're going to want out of your employee policies. Now you can do your best and wing it and, and really think about it, but it's not going to be until after your first, um, couple turnovers that, uh, you know, you're going to really know what you want and what kind of policies that you're going to have. But, uh, what I would suggest is if you, if you are someone out there who's lost that, that key employee, um, I'd clear your calendar for a couple days. If you can't, then you got to take the weekend and, and just sit there and develop a six week, four week, eight week, whatever, uh, onboarding program. So you don't have to get too detailed on the first one. If you want, you can just broad stroke it, you know, like like chapters in a book, like, all right, the first part of the week will be on this, second part on this, or week one will be this, through week six will be this, and then just document it, have it written down, have a little checklist in there, you know, have them have to sign it, issue it out to them, and uh, so that you have, like, this onboarding process for the new employees, because the that's the key, you know, the key is going to be able to take somebody who has no experience and bring them to somebody who 
can coach classes or train your clients or run your business as quickly and very efficiently, at least up to 75% of how good you can. They'll never do as good as you can, but, you know, close to it, you'll take, you know, two people doing 75% of my job, I will take all day long. Um, We can work with that. But the key is to get that, that structure and that plan together because you can't just wing it each time and it's going to happen again. You know, it's going to happen again. And at least if it happens again, you have a structure like, okay, I'll hire, I'm looking for one person, but I'll hire two, maybe three. I'll put them all through this six week course. The person who I like at the end, I won't tell them that this is a big job interview. Um, I won't tell them they're hired either, but, um, whoever I like the best at the end of this six weeks of this program, I'll keep. And you can customize this any way you want. I mean, the best thing about business is I look at it like it's an art. You know, it's it's like your expression of art. You can do whatever you want. You make the rules. So if you want to make that shorter or longer or two six-week chunks on different topics or whatever comes to mind, but uh, but you have that six-week course, then they'll see you like that person. And it's automated, man. You can just pump, bang, 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 like pump people through this thing. And if you like them, they stay. If not, thank you for your time. Doors always open and we'll keep you in mind in the future or whatever. And, um, and then from there, you just want structure. You know, I, I see a lot of times business owners that they just uh, give bonuses away or they just give raises whenever they're asked for. I mean, that stuff should be really laid out. I mean, sure, there's a place for that organic stuff, you know, like a gift and milestones. Um, somebody gets their house, they have a baby, they get married. Like, yeah, that's, that's different. But, um, you know, you got to have structure to it, like when and review processes, you know. And why is no one doing this? Because it's hard, right? Let's not get lazy. You know, I call that lazy. If I don't see that in a business, it's just laziness. That's all it is. It's laziness. It's that the owner, whoever's running it, didn't sit down for half a day, put their mind into it, and create a little, uh, you know, performance review. And, but, so let's say you had that, you know, that six-week onboarding, and then maybe every three months for the first two months, uh, first, the next three-month chunks, two of them, uh, so six weeks, then three months, there's a review, and then three months, there's a review. And each time you can give a little incremental raise. So you start them really, really low. The lowest they'll ever going to make in that first six weeks. And it goes three months and then they make a little more. Three months they make a little more. Then maybe two, six months. And then they're on a a yearly review process. And, um, you know, something like that. And that, again, that might not work for your business. But just that kind of a format so that it's, there's just systematic, you know. Having those job descriptions built out so that when you're talking to people, you know exactly what they're hiring them for. You give them the information. Your want ad looks clean. Because you know exactly what you're talking about, you know. What are we doing? I'm hiring you for six weeks. Here's the here's the program. You know, here's the onboarding. Um, here's the intern program. You know, whatever you want to call it. And then uh, they get ready to go. You know, and uh, that really takes the pressure off of needing to. Like I said, I said before, uh, winging it, but. It's just calming to know that it's taken care of. So if somebody leaves, no big deal. You might be hard up for a week or two. If they give you notice, I bet you you can get two to three people in there to take up that spot before you think, before you even know it. And if they're a high-paid individual, it's great because, you know, be optimistic. You know, now you're going to be cutting back. You get to rehire somebody. You don't, no way should you ever on the planet pay them the same price you were paying that person who was with you for four years. You get to save a little bit of money, and you're make, you need to get that money because all the extra work that's have to go into that employee. You know, you got to think about it like that. But that new person comes in, then um, you know it's nice because you could maybe hire three people for the same price you're paying that first guy who left you, that first coach or a key employee manager, whoever who left you. So now you can have three people in there, 
Um, and then you get to pick the best. Maybe you like two of them. You just keep two of them, you know, but because the pays there, the pay savings are there, or maybe they're profitable enough that you can keep those people. You know, but a little bit of a rant, uh, a little longer episode today, but that's the key. That's the key, guys. I, I can't stress that enough when you're about to open your gym or if you guys are out there and you have it open, um, just having systems in place on how to hire people. You know, I can talk about letting them go a different time, but um, I know the one thing to keep in mind is it's easy when you begin to get hot-headed and end these employments uh, badly. Um, you know, and just keep a cool head. Don't get angry. Don't take it personal. You don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know what their wife's telling them who they, who has no relationship with you at all. Um, you can't be offended. And I always like to say, you know, finish it. Always saying doors always open, things like that. Because I tell you what, I've had two to three key employees return back to me after they've left. Because there's things that people can do in your, things that you can do in your business, um, that bigger businesses can't do because there's just too many people, you know. So somebody might leave you who was with you full time, uh, and they'll just realize how good they had it with you. Really, to be honest with you, that's just how it works. You know, like wow, it actually wasn't that bad with Ben. You know, this place has me calling in numbers in the morning, calling in numbers at night. I've got all these meetings. There's nothing actually gets done. You know, uh, at you know with Ben or with Joe or whoever, things actually get done. We bring an idea to the meeting it's done by Friday or maybe it's done in a couple weeks but we get it finished and you know that stuff uh, gives a sense of accomplishment especially when there's meaning behind it but that's it so think about that guys so don't uh, I don't know you might do it anyway but try to have a plan on how you're going to hire and fire we'll talk soon thanks so much for listening to the Gym Business Podcast with your host Ben Krimis we'll catch you next time